Welcome to our first weekly matchup edition of the Gridiron Podcast. It's the first one of the year. I'm your host, Huck Breeze, joined as always by Scott Shedig. It's good to have you back, Scott. How are we doing today? Great. It's a good day. It's, uh, you know, it's, it feels like Christmas Eve almost with the uh, uh, verge of football tomorrow. You had a great podcast on uh, Monday or release Tuesday. That was uh, informative and entertaining. Uh, thank you, but it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. And yeah, we'll have those Tuesday ones, you know, short and sweet. And we'll have those every Tuesday just to recap the week. Um, and then we'll have the more bulk of the information, bulk of the content here. Um, usually on Thursdays, I know that uh, you want to have a special prepare for the opening night. It's a really big Thursday. Not every Thursday will be as big as tomorrow's Thursday. Uh, so we decided to do it a day early. Um, so yeah, you just got back from a trip. Tell us about it. Where'd you go? I uh, went down to Playa del Carmen, just south of Cancun. Beautiful place. Uh, got engaged. It was, it was, a uh, it was a fantastic trip. You know, we were, it was, uh, couldn't have asked for anything better. Awesome, man. Awesome. That is, that is good to hear. Good to hear. Um, all right. But well, before we get into any of these matchups, I want to get into a few topics. So first, I know this is, a we don't want to beat a dead horse here, but two tight end league, is it really done? Like, do can we get people to vote for this next year? I think we are both in agreement that we're doing a disservice to the uh, tight end position by leaving people like Ebron. Uh, you know, I've been people have been jovial about or joking about uh, Gasecki not being number one on the tight end, but I still think Gasecki's a good tight end. Uh, you know, some of these people, they need to be owned. So is is two tight end league, is that really something that we can get past in the next year? And if it, if so, can you give us some reasons why it should? I, I think it should be. It's just it might take a little bit longer because, I mean, I used to be on the other side of the fence, and I'm coming around now. And there's a lot of tight ends out there. And a lot of them, like I agree, there sh- they should be owned. And we always have been kind of on the on the uh, forefront of fantasy football, and I think that is the next step for our league. Maybe not next year, but within the next couple of years, I could see it. Right. Um, it. I think it would make it it would make our league have even more depth mm-hmm. than it already than it already does. Yeah, and and people saying that you know there's not enough good tight ends in the league. I don't know if it's the pandemic. I don't know if it's just me being stuck at home and reading stats over and over and over. But I see a lot of a lot more talent this year at the tight end position than I have in the previous years. Uh, you know, and I know people will say, "Well, it'll mess with you know overall uh, scores and high scores and stuff like that." But we're talking about anywhere from five to ten points. If you have two good tight ends, it may cost you in different positions. So it, it'll all even out uh, there in the end. It's just something to think about, in my opinion. I, the only thing I worry about about adding a whole another starting position is like the implications that has for what you then have on your bench and do we need another bench spot and do we need more moves because you're going to have to fill that you're going to want to fill that spot more often right. yeah you know i mean we already get the five moves this year for covid so maybe yeah, this but i mean is... maybe maybe if that stayed and we added the tight end i could i, I could get along get along with that the thing is is like i said there it, it's more than just adding a starting position right if ever we add a position in our league ever. Uh, there will be 
moves to compensate. So we would add five moves or keep it at 35 like it is this year. And we'll see. I know Clay has used pretty much all of his COVID moves uh, prior to the season starting, but we'll see how this turns out. If, if nobody, uh, you know, is hurting for moves over there in the, in the winter, over there in December, then maybe we gave too many. If people are still running out of moves at the same clip, maybe, you know, it wasn't enough. So we'll chef see. I feel like it'll always be, you know, to me, like if you're really making a push for the playoffs and you're really trying to go in with like the best team possible, you only left yourself a couple moves in the playoffs. Honestly, you've really used a lot of your, your move capital on getting probably the right players to get you into the playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I highly doubt there'd be a lot of people like with, moves at the end of the season that aren't named Brad and Hedeman. Right. Yeah, I mean, in all of my championships or championship runs, it gets to about week 10, week 11, and you are budgeting moves per week, per matchup, uh, going into the playoffs, saying, okay, I have four moves for three weeks, uh, and you start to analyze these moves down to a uh, – pinpoint where it's like okay if I use it here and for some reason a quarterback goes down I may go in the next round of the playoffs or I may go into week 13 with uh no quarterback so it's just something you work out but again we're we're getting off topic here let's uh go to something a little bit more light here what's your plans for Sundays this year uh with the whole pandemic going down do you have a certain ritual or or something or you know what what's your what's your plans um, no specific ritual. I'll definitely be avoiding bars this year. Last year, I went to a good amount just because uh, Steelers didn't have many primetime games, and rightfully so. Uh, so this year, I'll be ordering the package. So I'll watch a good amount of it here at home. Um, but for like the first weekend, uh, tomorrow, some people will be coming over. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know are you, if you're going to be able to make it. You know, I might, uh, I might, I might go. Um, I, I've been considering it. I know, uh, you know, there's there's COVID concerns, uh, but if we can keep the the crowd to a minimum, then then yeah. Maybe. So far, it's just so far, it just seems like a, a disco lemonade and a maestro and a Camacho is a maybe right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So just I checked well, with some other people. So far, a small small gridiron group right now. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm trying to stay away from large crowds right now, trying to play it safe. Uh, yeah. So, so we'll just, we'll have to see on, on that front. Um, and I know thank that, you for the invite. Way, I do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's always, it's always extended. I mean, I miss football. Um, we still do need to be careful, but I just miss football with friends and everything. You know, obviously I'm going to make some uh, THC bon me bites mm. for to snack on. So that should be delicious um, and help Char- melt. board or? Uh, no, just just kind of more of just like a like an appetizer, easy appetizer okay. to grab and go. So um, yeah. depends on how I get home early. Maybe I'll do a charcuterie board as well. So that just takes a little bit longer. I've never uh, been but present like, for one of those. Never, uh, never been in the presence of a charcuterie board. Honestly, uh, only cause has ever been had one uh, mm-hmm. other than Valerie. Like Valerie, the rest of my just it's usually just me, and it's a lot of food. And I'm just like we're just fucking fakes. Yeah. We just had like a ton of cheese for dinner, like. We just have cheese and meats for dinner. Well, uh, but this Sunday, sorry, keto friendly. So. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. This Sunday, I'll be I'll be up in the woodlands. I'll be spending some time with Valerie's family, and then I'm going to go watch uh, the Cowboys game with some of my uh, Cowboys friends at my friend Lance's house. They're going to have a big thing that night, so I'll be yeah, up uh, in your woods. Cool. Uh, what's your what's your plans for Sunday and your normal ritual? Or so normally, you know, I'd be the same. Where it's like on. Monday night, Tuesday morning, you're like, the first thing that comes to your head is, what am I doing for the games this next week? Uh, you know, you have this this idea where it's like, I have to be somewhere. I have to be somewhere with most TVs. I have to see every game. I need all the information at my fingertips at all times. And I also need to get plastered drunk while doing it and with people from the gridiron uh, to yeah. share in my joy or anger. Uh, this year... Unfortunately, it, you know, it, I, that's just not an option. It's not 
I can't do every Sunday where it's these big crowds, big gatherings, you know, and maybe throughout the year, like people have said, football in, in August will look different from football in December. You know, I don't know what the Texans are going to do. I don't know if I'm going to be, I, even if the Texans do have fans this year, I don't know if I will be one to attend the game, but yeah. there may be t- fans that do attend the game this year. We may be opening up, I mean, this is, you know, optimistic, but we may be opening up stadiums to multiple amounts of people and, you know, bars will be open and I don't know. But at least to start the season, I'll be a more of an isolationist. I'll be at home. I'm, I'm down to Zoom with people. I'm down to, uh, you know, talk with whoever, you know, through chat, whatever. Maybe it's not as fun. Uh, but it's something we got to do, unfortunately. No, it's safer and it's completely understandable. Like we could yeah. FaceTime you in tomorrow night while we're here and, uh, you right. know, Zoom in. Anybody else that wants to Zoom in or FaceTime in, we could do that too and mm-hmm. have a, you know, have a little gridiron watching part, watch party for at least the kickoff or something like that. Yeah. What's unfortunate is the passion's still there. I mean, it's even more. Of course. E- even more. I think this is one of the <laughs> most passionate years that I've had of fantasy football is just insane amount of anticipation for this year uh just because everything that's going on in this offseason so um so yeah it's it's uh it's just going to be a little different but uh but let's let's keep it moving here so tell us about the the pick'em uh what what are you trying to do with it this year anything special the you know uh, the, well, the pick'em on yahoo yeah yeah uh well it's you know it's the matchup pick'em and usually uh, it's usually a three-headed horse between me max and neil um because i understand it, it you know a lot of people only use the app and I, it's been years but i'm when the app was still developing back in the day i used to email them all the time for small improvements and they would uh, really respond and uh put those improvements in so i'll, I'll email them soon hopefully and add that so it'd be easier for a lot of people um but we max brought up the point you know we could do a little pool and for whoever wins and i'm down for that and you know, whoever else is down sounds good to me because it's, it's fun. And I mean, even if there were, you know, there are weeks where, oh shit, I forgot to pick before Thursday, but if I just do really well the next week, I can come back pretty, pretty strong. So it's not that it doesn't break or break your season. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I participate in some of these, um, year long pick them leagues and stuff like that. I don't think, and it's unfortunate because I'm in, 100% on fantasy. I look at fantasy every day, but for some reason, these year-long things escape me. I miss a week all the it's time. It's tricky. It that Thursday night football game sneaks up on you every time. At right. some point, the Thursday night sneaks up on you. Yeah, I'm just terrible at that. I don't know what it is. I will sit down. It'll be kickoff. I will be cracking a beer open, and then I'll be like, holy shit, I didn't make my picks. Uh, and I've opened my fantasy team page 30 times that week so it's it's just something you know i'm down to do i don't know if there was 100 uh you know participation maybe i'd be down I'll, to throw down some money but um but yeah i'll definitely make I'll, my picks I'll, I'll try to i'll try to join on a train with neil or something to just like have like you know daily reminders in the group chat make your picks hey everybody make your picks yeah <laughs> no i when you said that this this week i definitely went and did it so uh, that, yeah. that is a good idea, actually, because um, I did get my picks in. Uh, but but speaking of picks, you excited? This is the first week of the year. We are about to pick who we think is actually going to win fancy in real football for our league. Dude, so, yes. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Like yes. I, this is probably going to be one of the most watched kickoffs. I feel like, it, like since like a like big Super Bowl feels like. I mean, yeah, it it feels week one feels like a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get this started. So we'll start with uh, Ulysses Grant versus Maestro. Tell me, who do you think is going to win and why? You know. This this is a tough matchup. I think they both have really good teams. And what I when I look at matchups, what I try to do is just look at position battles and go off of that and who I think is going to win at each position. And obviously, some hold more weight than than others. Um, but you know, Tom Brady at New Orleans and Big Ben 
at the Giants versus Russell Wilson at Atlanta and Baker Mayfield at Baltimore, I've got to give the edge to Brady and Roethlisberger right there. As good as I think Wilson's going to do, I think he's going to have to be carrying Mayfield a little bit, and that Baltimore is not going to be an easy day. Uh, then you got Robinson, Landry, and Hugs all on the road versus Cooper, Allen, and Parker also all on the road. Um, I'd say that's kind of a mixed bag there. That's about even there. Uh, you got Then you got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in his first football game ever and what we're saying could be is kind of like a Super Bowl almost. And David Johnson. He's got both of his running backs in prime time. A little ballsy, but I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game. Versus Aaron Jones and Chris Carson. I kind of like Aaron Jones, Chris Carson over that. I'm, I got to see a little bit more. I got to see something out of Clyde Edwards Hilaire before I can really start crowning him uh, first. And then you got uh, Johnny Smith versus Ingram. That's a wash to me. Ingram could have a good, could have a really good game. It's just his Steelers defense is good, but he is good until it gets hurt. So week one, it could still be really good. Defense. Oh, God. Max's defense, I think, is going to lose him this week, and that's why I'm picking uh, picking Michael. Okay. I like how you called him Hugs, Henry Ruggs III. I think you're on something there. I'm going to start calling him Hugs, too. It makes you feel all nice and warm and fuzzy on the inside. So if he, starts, if he finds that end zone. Yeah, 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 Hugs. Uh, so we talked so much about Michael's team and how great it was. We all had him consensus number one. I'm going to tell you why Max is going to beat Maestro Week 1. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Baker Mayfield is playing what I view as the best defense in the league on the road. Um, so while I think Baker Mayfield has a fine year uh, with all the weapons that he has there in Cleveland, I think playing at Baltimore on the road is going to be rough. Um, I don't think he meets that 18-point projection that he's, get, that he's getting. I like Russell Wilson uh, to put up some points, like uh, as always. Amari Cooper um, is hit or miss. So, you know, I, this week I have him as a miss. Uh, same thing with Aaron Jones. So if you look at, uh, at Michael's entire offense on the road, every single one of them is on the road. That just doesn't bode well. It, it, I mean, you can't say team people are better on the road than they are at home. Uh, and I know with Max, he only has two people at home. Um, I think Brady and Rossberg come out with a bang, especially Brady. I think of that New Orleans game, that's a definite over game uh, where they both come out and they just, uh, you know, it could be like a 40 to 45 game. Um, you know, with these receivers, I think, uh, I think Max is outdo Michaels by just a bit. I know you don't want to crown Hilaire or Johnson, uh, but if you are the Texans defense and you are the Chiefs defense, what are you doing coming into this game? What are you trying to stop? You're trying to stop these guys to the air, leave holes to the middle, holes underneath uh, with screens and whatnot. And I really think that both these guys get a touchdown. Uh, they may not blow you out of the water as far as points, but I think they both get a touchdown. Um, you're right. With Michael's defense, um, I think it's better than, than Max's by a long shot. Uh, I think Max's defense is going to underperform on most weeks. I'm just telling you, with Brady, Roethlisberger, and the two running backs, uh, you know, sustaining enough points, Max is going to outdo Maestro by a hair here. So... All right, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, next one is going to be Camacho versus Suck My Vic. Tell me who's going to win and why. This, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going against uh, Yahoo predictions here. I think that Cam Newton's going to have a little bit of a shakier start than people think. Um, I think uh, Dak Prescott is going to be handing the ball off more than anything and trying to and run for his life against that uh, against Aaron Donald. So I think Carson Wentz and Josh Allen are going to have a much easier day for, against Washington and the Jets. Uh, you got DK Metcalf, Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin, and Deshaun Jackson versus Mike Evans, Chark, and Edelman. Uh, you know, I I got to see see something out of Newton and Edelman, and that's a stack there I'm not a huge, huge fan of. 
So I would take Camacho's wide receivers on that. Then you got Saquon and Dobbins, which I'm not a huge fan of starting Dobbins, but I think uh, uh, Saquon could still have a decent day against Pittsburgh. If anybody's going to be scoring points there, it'll be him. Versus Josh Jacob, Leonard Fournette. It's pretty strong. Pretty, uh, I think that evens out the J.K. Dobbins start with the Leonard Fournette start, you know, neither one being good, basically. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson versus Jarwin. Uh, like I said, Hawkinson's, you know, he's good until he gets hurt. He's got – it's week one, so he's still okay. You know, give him until week three, he won't be. But week one, he'll be all right. Uh, then you got Elliott and Prater, kind of a wash. Uh, I will say I do like uh, Suck My Vicks defense a little bit more. Um, They're so hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a little hit or miss. Uh, it Camacho's defense has a lot more assured tacklers with Alexander Trevathan and uh, and Baker and stuff. So, it probably is a safer bet, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm going with Camacho on this. I feel like he's he's got safer bets all around uh, for me. Okay, well, uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you again, and uh, it's not the whole reason that I'm picking Hedman and suck my Vic is Dak Prescott. If you're playing daily fantasy this week, the people you're going to want to pick are Prescott and Goff. That's going to be a shootout over there in uh, in in L.A. Opening up that you're stadium. Wrong. You're wrong. It's going to be you're fireworks. Wrong. Okay. Dallas Dallas never performs under pressure. You're, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Oh, I, I, I don't think that they're going to perform. I don't say think Dallas is going to win, but I think both Goff – and Prescott outdo their projections, and that is going to be thirty plus on both sides. I just, I, I just, the Dallas defense is not good. It, it has regressed so much over the last month and a half. The Rams defense is coming out against one of the best pass offenses in the NFL, and yes, I like the Rams defense, but they're coming against one of the best pass offenses in the NFL with a lot of weapons. Um, I think if the, the Cowboys get down early, they're going to chunk it out. They're going to toss it down the field. They're going to throw it underneath Ezekiel, and the points are just going to rack up. And I think Prescott is going to really uh, take advantage of that, probably get you closer to 40 points. I agree with Cam Newton thing. I think that he's going to be a slow starter. I think that uh, even if the New England wins this game, which I do think they'll win this game, uh, Cam Newton won't be the primary – uh, beneficiary for that. It is worrisome that Evans is has soft tissue, um, but he does have Josh uh, John Brown on the bench that could steal points from Josh Allen. So I expect Brown to get in there for whatever reason um, to steal those points from John Allen as his wide receiver too. Now, battle of the shitty running back twos. Who's going to see the field more, Fournette, Dobbins? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think Fournette has more of a chance to score a touchdown, and so I give him the slight edge in in that uh, aspect. I think he's going to be a touchdown vulture over there. Right. So, you know, he may not be the 100-yard touchdown guy that we remember, but he could be a one-catch, five yards, 10 yards, two-touchdown guy throughout the year. I mean, he just could. Um I think that on the other side, uh, Dobbins is a complete question mark. Fourth on the depth chart, he could come out and, you know, they could be lying, which it's a talk that I want to have with the whole league about these depth charts and the truthfulness of coaches when they come out to the media and say, this is what we're going to do week one. Yeah. It's just not there. Uh, they're they're obviously trying to deceive somebody in a lot of things. So we could see Dobbins, we might not. It's just, we'll see. Um, but the uh, second best defense in the NFL, I think, behind Baltimore, is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's amazing on defense. I think that from top to bottom that they can clean up. Uh, I'll bet you right now Pittsburgh's defense finishes ahead of Ravens this year. Well, they're 1-2. I mean, it's very tough. I'm not going to bet on that. Oh. I would bet, like – Somebody else, but they're one, two in my how about How about Steelers win the division? I mean, we can talk about this later when I'm not talking about right, Chase's right, team, right. but yes, yeah. yes, I, I yeah, will, I guess I'll so. consider right. 
I'll consider one of those bets. But Saquon Barkley, who I would think will have an excellent year, I just don't think he's going to perform up to the 18 points against Pittsburgh. Um, Chase receivers just don't do a lot for me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that Philadelphia-Washington game is going to, you know, be a shootout and they'll score a bunch of points. But to Sean Jackson, it would be a surprise to me for him to come out and score a touchdown. It would be a surprise for me to, for him to come out and score, catch five balls. Um, so we'll just have to see. Other side, Jarwin is going to be a primary beneficiary for Prescott. They're going to have a great connection, I think, all year. Um, like, like I said earlier, uh, Scott's defense shoots a bunch of three-pointers. They shoot them all from deep. Uh, if he can get a few of these sacks for fumbles, uh, picks, then, uh, you know, he can definitely show up. I think both these teams underperform this week, but I think Hedman does a little bit less underperforming, and so I give him the edge. Okay. All right. Oh. What do you think? You, you ready to get on to the next one? We're going to talk about Disco Lemonade versus Notorious. Go ahead and let me know. Uh well, I mean, to me, this is a this is a landslide on Notorious, and actually, my lock of the century of the week. Wow! Okay. Yeah, That's serious. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Notorious on this. I, I think uh, Kyler Mur Kyler Murray will do okay, but not enough uh, in San Francisco against that defense to carry Gardner Minshew, which. I think Minshew's going to have a really bad year uh, now that they got rid of Fournette. I think, to me, that was like a lot of the offense last year was, you know, was centered around him, and then Minshew did everything off of that. So I think he's going to have a tough day in a long year. Mm -hmm. And then versus Stafford and Tannehill, that, that to me is easy uh, easy win for QBs for Notorious. Uh, you got Tyreek Hill with – you know, hopefully he's got good hamstrings and Robert Woods will have a decent day in Dallas. I think he'll, he'll probably carry his wide receiver group. But against Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay, and Sammy Watkins, I kind of doubt it. Not enough. It'll maybe be a wash. If anything, Robert Woods will make it a close race, but Notorious still wins there in wide receiver. You got Derrick Henry and Todd Gurley. I do like that. I do like his running backs. But then, you know, you got Notorious and McCaffrey. Uh, and uh, Dave Montgomery. So I think it's still, to me, Notorious is still, if not even always winning on every battle here in position. Uh, Ertz to Waller, same thing. Uh, suck up and gold. You know, I love Robbie Gold. Um, and then obviously Danny's defense is disgusting with Darius Leonard, Dupree, Walker, Buda Baker, Ryan Anderson. I think, uh, I, to me, it's just, it's a lock. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I, I like Notorious this week, and the biggest reason why is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey is just going to tear Las Vegas a new one. Uh, they're, they're at home. Uh, Las Vegas defense has gone through a lot of changes in this offseason, um, a lot of personnel changes, and I, I think McCaffrey can outdo that 21.92. He's just going to be a monster on Sunday. Um, yeah. Kyler Murray, who is the biggest piece of Neil's team, who I like, and I like the outlook for the season, is facing San Francisco. That might get rough over there. You never like for your quarterback to go on the road against San Francisco. Uh, number one pass defense from last year, so it's not something where we can make excuses on. Um, it's just he's playing the best pass defense. Um, Minshew will have a fine day, so don't get me wrong there. Uh, you know, Tyreek might get some points. So I, I think both these teams do well. I just think the McCaffrey uh, once uh, I don't think Montgomery really plays. And if he does play, he's not going to play a huge role. Um, so he's going to probably have to play uh, Singletary in that role. Um, or he should play Malcolm Brown. I mean, he bet me about Malcolm Brown, but anyway, I, I digress here. Uh, Sammy Watkins, you know, if I had to call a touchdown, I could call a touchdown for Sammy Watkins tomorrow. Um, I know, Neil and, and Danny will be watching that wide receiver match up close. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, eyes on, on Tyreek. So you could see Sammy Watkins go ahead and snap one or even two uh, tomorrow night. Um, Kenny Galladay, man, that was a good grab. That was one of his best picks. And he's got Stafford to Galladay. Love that. Uh, Waller is decent. I think he outdoes him at the, at the tight end position at least this week. I like Ertz on the, on the season long. Um, 
Neil's team, I think, is better overall. It just has really tough matchups this week. Um, and you're right. This defense, Leonard, Dupree, Walker, Baker, Ryan, and maybe not so much Henderson, but those five, man, he did a great job putting that defense together. So I think uh, with all that together, yeah, Danny uh, grabs a win for, for week one for sure. All right, so next up, Eternal Touchdown versus the Poopy 2. Tell me what's up. This is a pretty close matchup. I think they're both going to have uh, pretty high-scoring weeks. You know, you got Eternal Touchdown, Jimmy Garoppolo versus Arizona, and uh, Terod Taylor at Cincinnati. And But going against Lamar Jackson versus Cleveland, Jared Goff versus Dallas, I think Jackson and Goff are going to have a much, high, much higher scoring day. Then you got Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, and Will Fuller. You know, everybody's healthy right now. Should have a great start of the week uh, versus Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, and Christian Kirk. I think they're pretty close. Clay has a bit of an edge, but uh, uh, Poopy 2 has got the a connection with uh, two Rams, one cup. So mm-hmm. then you got uh, Kenyon Drake and Mostert versus Mixon Cohen. Uh, I'm not a huge Mixon fan. But he should have a good week. Cohen's going to have that extra pointage for the reception yards, I think. Clay's just got too many bas- too many eggs in the, in the San Francisco basket to me. If they just don't have a huge day or if his specific players don't score, it just seems it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of eggs in that basket. So, San Francisco-Arizona basket. I mean, he's hit both of his running backs playing the same game. So, yeah. It's, what if it's a low-scoring game? What, his what whole if, team depends on this game. He's got like six people. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To me, that that's that's kind of a that that's going to be a Achilles heel for him. I, I'm picking Poopy too on this yeah. because of that. Yeah, I mentioned Golf going off. I you know he's going to go <laughs> off. Cup will be one of those people that uh, that yeah. that uh, you know get some points off that. Lamar Jackson, I think, has a wonderful week as well. Um, I think they're going to take care of Cleveland, to be honest. I think the Ravens come out and, and uh, take a dump on uh, Odell Beckham's chest, uh, you know, figuratively speaking. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so he's got the connection with Andrews and Lamar Jackson. They're, they're you know, going to hook up. They're going to have a great week. Um, I don't really like the Kirk situation as of this week, uh, but DJ Moore – probably gets points. Uh, Mixon, now that he doesn't have any migraines, quote unquote, um, should have a good week over there against the Chargers. Um, again, I talked about the Bears and Cohen. Cohen, uh, he's going to be involved pretty much no matter what. You have question marks, Montgomery, uh, Cord Pat, uh, you know, Ryan Nall, whatever. Who's going to tote the rock? Cohen's going to get his his touches at, at, in some way or another. Um, yeah, Jimmy G is not impressive to me anyway. And he's, <laughs> facing, he's facing a weak defense in Arizona. I get that. But this Arizona defense, who we think is like, you know, who was Swiss cheese last year, did a lot of work. I mean, Simmons, they brought in some other people. Uh, I know, uh, you know, they had some people that were suspended last year that came back. So you could see this be a year where they move from the back of the pack to maybe the middle of the pack. I still don't think Arizona is like a great defense, but they could be, you know, uh, somebody that's formidable. Tyra Taylor. I, I, I think this, this is a, he's trying to fool us. And he's going to put in Danny dimes. Danny dimes is plays Pittsburgh and he's going to get crushed when he inevitably puts him in. I don't think he plays Tyrod. If he plays Tyrod. Cool. But I just don't I think, think it's a better choice than Danny Dimes this week, just matchup wise. Sure. I just don't think Clay has the balls to throw out Tyrod Taylor over Danny Dimes. I just don't. I, I think this so is. Danny Dimes could go negative this week. Exactly. I think he, and I think he puts him in and I think he goes negative. Not goes negative, but I think he scores it, it, it right around 10 points. Quarterback in prime time. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, Clay, I dare you. Yeah. I mean, but I know. I honestly think that's what he's going to do. He's going to play. Daniel Jones, I mean, Clyde does this. He puts in people 
that you know he doesn't actually intend to play. It's like he's trying to fool us with this. I do that. I like that. He's like he's playing a Belichick move. Yeah, like it's it, what most what? coaches do. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean he's got AJ Brown on the bench. I, I would play AJ Brown. I would play anybody that plays on Monday night, but. Um, you know, I think that Clay wants a piece of tomorrow night's action with Will Fuller of the E. So, you know, maybe they score close. But again, if this was my team, I'd put in A.J. Brown. Um, both running backs play each other, and they're, I, I'm not that impressed with Mostert in the first place. So it's just one of those things where a good running back plays a great defense and a mediocre running back plays a, uh, a mediocre defense. It's just not inspiring. Um, also, Clay's points are getting extremely inflated by the Antoine Winfield 37-point projection that Yahoo somehow uh, concocted this week. So without that, Clay would be at 157. Give Blankenship, uh, you know, six, seven points. We're talking about 174. Uh, that puts Yahoo putting Poopy 2 over by 10 or 12 points. This is my lock of the week. Poopy two. Locked. So um so yeah, and I'm 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 actually gonna uh, do well with these locks this year. Uh, this isn't gonna be a curse. The curse has been lifted. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> the curse has been lifted. And uh, and so yeah, poopy two is definitely for sure gonna win. Your lock is one. poopy two and Bet my lock on is it. no. Yes. Yeah, bet on it. All right, moving on to the next one. Fupa Slayer against Unicycle Polar Bears. What you got? Oh, man, this was almost my other lock. Really? <laughs> um, it's just, you know, and, and the projections make it look like it's a close game. But to me, D- Deshaun Watson and, and Kirk Cousins versus Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold are not even close. Uh, I think Watson and Cousins uh, will dominate that uh, that position group there easily. And then you have uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Stefan Diggs versus Cortland Sutton, uh, Slayton, and Emmanuel Sanders. I think, again, that's a landslide to uh, for Unicycle Polar Bears. You got – this is the only part – this is the part that's a little shaky is Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, if Fupa Slayer's going to have a chance, it'd be them winning the game for him, basically, versus Le'Veon Bell and Kerry Johnson. So – uh, and then Kelsey versus Rob Gronkowski. I think they'll both probably pull down a touchdown this week, honestly. Uh, Just Tucker and Dave Bailey's a bit of a wash. And then Littleton versus Warner, both great linebackers. Uh, wash is Shannon Jones, Thompson, Collins, Queen. The defense, no, nothing else there is really jumping out to me. So that's no, I don't think anybody's going to win, win or lose the game for them there. But I think Polar Bears wins the game based on its quarterbacks and wide receivers. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think Poop has got this. And mainly just because the more I look at Cameron's team, the more I am (laughs) unimpressed with everything besides Watson and his receivers. Um, I just don't like the running backs. I think the Le'Veon Bell at Buffalo is a stuff fest. Uh, He might score under 10 points. In fact, I think he scores under 10 points. Um, I really haven't heard much of this out of Detroit at all. I mean, they've been the most silent team in this preseason. Um, and so I don't know how much Swift's going to be involved over there. Uh, I know carry-on's projected 12.41. So we should see a lot of carry-on, which is interesting because they, you know, they were so high on Swift coming in. Uh, Gronk, again, this is, one of those coach speak things where he's like, well, we have him running as a third tight end. You know, he could score. He could catch a touchdown. could catch two. I just don't have him over like 50 yards. Um, but again, not very impressed. Uh, I don't like Darnold, if that says anything. And I do love Watson. I think Watson may score up there with, uh, with Patrick Mahomes tomorrow. I don't think it's as high a scoring game as people think. I think it's in the high 20s. So I think there's six touchdowns to be given out between the two teams. Um, and, but I think Watson will get like three, maybe four of them. So uh, so I do like Watson this week, but I hate Kirk Cousins this week. I hate uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't like Hopkins. Um, you know, I'm not 
huge on Juju coming out in his first game uh, back with, with Ben. I don't think they're going to, you know, rule the world. The real difference that I have in this game is Cook, Elliot, Kelsey. I think that tomorrow night, if you're going to see, it's going to be the Kelsey show. Texans cannot cover Kelsey. I don't know how many times I've watched highlights of last year's playoff game where they just, they tried everything, pressing him at the line, uh, double covering him, put him in coverage, uh, you know, zone, man, everything. They can't cover Kelsey. Kelsey's going to get his points. Zeke is going to get his points. Maybe not, you know, running the ball, but he'll definitely get uh, a receiving touchdown next week. Z, uh, Cook is going to get his points against Green Bay on the ground. Um, I don't mind his receivers this week. I think they're disgusting overall for the season long, uh, but I don't really mind his, his receivers this week. Um, I do like that, uh, you know, he's got – they do have a Monday night matchup between Slate and Schuster. If it comes down to that, you know, we'll just have to see. I think that if it does come down to that, I'm going to lose this matchup. But, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, overall, just this week's matchups. Obviously, I have bets with Fupa that he's not going to make the playoffs. I think he's one of the worst teams in our league. Um, but I think he pulls it out this week. So, yeah, let's move on to some really important games here. Darth Scott against Rumham. I'll go Who's ahead and let you start off. Sure, And I'll sure. defend my... Sure, you're going to defend your honor. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you why I picked Rumham. Oh. Uh, the Drew Brees, Tampa Bay, again, the shootout. I think he's going to come out and, and score a, a good amount of points. Um, I like, uh, I like Thomas obviously in that game, uh, to rack him up. Trust me. I faced Drew Brees so many times in my fantasy career and every time he's just beat up on me. Uh, it's very rare that he comes out and shits a brick and I don't think he's going to do it tomorrow against Tampa Bay. I think that's a, a high scoring game. Um, you know, and I, I hated on Malcolm Brown preseason. I, I thought he was going to be terrible and whatnot, uh, but they are going to score points tomorrow. Uh, and they might come out early and get the ball through the air. Brown might be a recipient of that. And uh, then they'll, they'll switch to the ground game. But uh, I do like Brown. I like Connor. Connor might get 100% of the work on the ground against a Giants defense that is unproven. Uh, I like him to be his high scorer this week. Again, don't like Chubb as much. He may get a touchdown. Um, but I have him right around 10 points. I think he's a 10-point guy. Um, it's good that even though I don't like Locke, even though I don't like Fant, it's good that Trevor has a uh, quarterback tight end connection going on a Monday night. That is always a great thing. Um, uh, Bucker, I know we haven't talked about anybody's kickers that much, um, but Bucker is going to have a huge role tomorrow. He's going to clear that 11 points by a lot. So um, that's a big boost for him. Uh, over on your side, love Matt Ryan at Seattle. I think that's going to be a, a great matchup for you. So he will clear those points. Carr, not so much. He may get half these points. I don't like him against Carolina. I don't like him coming out with these rookie receivers and being on the same page. Uh, Jacobs will get some work, but I think that Las Vegas loses this uh, matchup by a lot. Um, Nicole, uh, you know, I love Nicole for a year-long uh, year strategy, just maybe not this week. Uh, Miles Sanders has some soft tissue issues. Obviously, you've seen that. You gave the old cry emoji in the group chat because you know he does. Uh, that leads me to believe that he is going to be held back a little bit, even if he is healthy, um, and he definitely won't meet that 17.93 points that he is given week one. Melvin Ingram... Uh, is one of those where it's like, please don't give it to the three other people that run the ball in the backfield. Uh, so that's why he's projected so low. I do think Baltimore wins this game. And who can guess whether Ingram uh, is going to get those points on the ground? But it's a, it's a crapshoot. Uh, Cook, uh, I've never – I wasn't a fan of Cook pre, uh, preseason – Every time Drew Brees throws somebody besides Cook, you get a dagger in the heart, uh, and I don't think he hits Cook for that many touchdowns. I do like Zerline 
uh, that's going to be a high scoring game. And I like Zerline to get his work. Um, as far as defense is concerned, I like his better. I love your DBs, Fitzpatrick, Adams, McCordy, but Wagner, uh, Bosa, and Davis, I think uh, clearly outdo David Davis Evans, at least for this week. Uh, and so I do have Romham winning this game. Well, that's, I mean, that's disappointing to hear because, uh, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't say this is my lock of the week. I would definitely like to have less uh, soft tissue injuries uh, going on. Uh, some of my guys got healthy at the right time. Some of, got, some of my guys didn't. Um, I, I'm considering ben, benching Miles Sanders right now. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. I, you know, I don't, I don't want a limited running back out there. I do have other options. Uh, I'm honestly thinking about starting Daryl Williams. If uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair, I mean, he is a rookie. They're not going to trust him with every single uh, play and every single uh, uh, passing down. So I, I think he could sneak a touchdown in there tomorrow if, if it is a high-scoring game. And, and I, I, think it, I think it will be a pretty high-scoring game because I think both defenses are pretty awful. Right and I'm not going to speak – I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise because you do whatever you want. But if I'm playing a, a running back off your team on your bench, I'm playing Miles Sanders, first of all. I think if you if you draft somebody second and, and he's playing, <laughs> you, you got to play him. Uh, if they're – he practiced today. I mean, I, I'm going to need to read, need, read some better reports by Sunday. Oh, right. I mean, I mean, I got, he's but, literally projected the third most points in your team. You can't bench him. And, I, you know, I know Trevor's listening to this, be like, shut the fuck up. Uh, but <laughs> but if I'm playing a, a running back off your bench, I'm playing Brita. I think Brita um, has good breakout potential this week. Um, we did boost the receiving points. That's one of Brita's specialties. And uh, they may need to play catch-up in this game against New England. So uh, Brita might be an option for 10-plus points. But go on. Uh, keep defending your team. It's, I mean, I, I think I like Jared Cook for a touchdown and a shootout versus Tampa Bay for sure, and that steals some points from Drew Brees. Uh, I think Lockett and Ryan are gonna have a great day, and I, I, Carolina's defense is terrible. I think Derek Carr should should have no problem, especially since his running back behind him is and Jacobs is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll give I'll give my defense the win on this all day. I think Bobby Wagner and We'll have a good day, but other than that, I mean, Bosa's dependent on sacks, and Davis will have a decent day. The rest is DBs are nothing. I mean, they're not really anything to really write home about. So I think Fitzpatrick, Adams, and McCordy will win it alone. The rest of the guys will just rack up a few tackles here and there. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, it'll something... be a very close game. I think it'll be a very close game, though. So okay. good game, Rumpay. GG Rumham. Uh, something that uh, never really been done on the podcast before, uh, but something interesting. Uh, just sent you a trade. Let me know what you think. Mm, no, Jamal Adams would never leave the team, but I would consider Hardman for Ridley straight up. Oh, no, no, that's not going to happen. But thanks for, you know, considering it. Um, Ridley was a considerable higher pick than, than Hardman. So we're talking about a DB swap. So I'll go ahead and cancel it there. But it was a, it was a good effort. It was a good effort. I like, I like, I like the spirit because I've, yeah. I've thought about it too. I've thought about a live trade, honestly. So. Yeah, a live blockbuster. I mean, it would be blockbuster. But you would have had the Matt Ryan-Ridley matchup. That would have been. I know, I know. That, that that, been I, 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 and I would have had the Miko Hardman uh, Mahomes thing for tomorrow night, you know, could have been great. But anyway. I, would, I would rather wait a week because I think my bench is going to have some stock in a week or two. You know what? People say that all the time. I think I've heard that from Cause and others. Let's wait a week. Let's wait a week and see if these stocks go up or down. Yeah, when your player does better and my player does worse, yes, we're going to reevaluate it and that trade's going to be off the table. The trade's not going to be, you can't say, like, okay, I want that player, I'll give you this player. And then the player I want to trade for goes off, and that guy's like, oh, no, I'd like more now. It's like, if that player does shitty, why would I want him? You know? It, it, that, well, because I might be running back rich and be able to trade someone uh, that – somebody that needs running backs, for, for instance. So 
true. Yeah. I mean, Ridley it, could where, score a concussion. Where I have, it's, just, it's where I have weight to move, basically. Yeah, I'm and just I, not a big fan of the let's wait till week two. Give it a week. Like, yeah, we'll give it well, a week. Well, because right now a lot of people totally are different. down on my players, and I think my, a lot of my players are going to have great weeks. And, yes. and then people are like, oh, wow. Those two championships won. They're not fucking just, you know, out of nowhere. You actually won them. And I'm like, I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, I do. So shut the fuck up. And I'm <laughs> like, so let's just wait a week. And then I can say that. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. But, let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. We got one last matchup to go. And that's going to be Sex Raptor against Dad. What you got? Let me tell you why Dad? is going to win this week. Mm. Aaron Rodgers at Minnesota. I think I think he's going to have a really good week. I think he's he's uh, heard a lot of the uh, a lot of the talk about him not losing losing a step or two. I think he's going to have a really good week at Minnesota. I think uh, uh, Burrow versus, uh, versus the Chargers, he might have not as great a day, but Mahomes and Rivers you're probably going to win that matchup right there. But still, Rodgers will make it close. Odell Beckham Jr., A.J. Green, and Gallup, I think are going to start off hot. As much as I hate on Green and Beckham, I think they're going to start hot. They have the whole season to fuck up. But I think they're going to start hot this week. So so is Gallup. Ridley could have a good day. Hilton's splash, you know, you never know. And Cordell Patterson, I mean, he's already got a big Q there. I don't, I'm not a big fan of him. His projection. You don't like his Q? His, his Q, 14 points projection, that is way too high for him. He's not going to get close to that. Um, and I love Alvin Kamara and uh, Taylor versus Eckler and Hunt. I, I think that, I think he wins that running back match at Ball Day. He, I'll give you the edge on Hurst versus Hooper because I just I don't think Hooper's going to do very good against at Baltimore. I think they're going to have a tough day uh, in general. Um, and then Lambo versus McCannis, those are both terrible kickers. So those are just I'm not mentioning. Uh, I think Jacksonville's going to have terrible, terrible offenses here in general. So uh, I do like Devin Bush and uh, Clark and May on your defense, uh, but. Edmonds and Miles Garrett and Barrett, I think I have a better day right there. Uh, Williams, Moore, and Walker aren't great, but they'll they'll put up a few points. So I think at the end of the day, Dad's going to edge this one out on you. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I think I win. I I, I was worried about this for a while. Uh, the more I look at it, I think I, I I'm feeling a little bit better. I do feel a little worried about my running back two spot. Um, Hunt, Acres, it's like we talk about this all the time. What obligates these coaches? What obligates people that make these depth charts to tell the truth? Nothing. Nobody. When they do the injuries before the game, yes, they got to tell the truth. There is implications for them that happen. Bad things happen if they don't tell the truth. For these depth charts. For just general news, like we're going to use a three-headed monster, no reason to believe anything they say. And if you really think that Cam Akers is not going to get the touches on Sunday night more than, or more than Brown and Henderson, you're wrong. I know I have him on my bench right now. Uh, it's going to be a game-time decision whether it's Hunter Akers, but I will probably go with Akers. That being said... Uh, Mahomes probably won't reach his 30 points tomorrow night. If you want, if you want me to be honest, I think he's going to get in the high 20s, have a pretty good night, uh, but not something that just blows us out of the water. This is Rivers' highest projected game. I think Rivers does great. I think Hilton does great. I think it's a Rivers to TY. Uh, you know, I'm doing the old TY signal in my living room. Uh, you know, every time he catches it, I think it's a multiple touchdown game for him. Uh, Patterson is one of those where. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Throwing him in the fire, uh, you know, I, I can see him kick returning, punt returning, receiving, running the rock, doing everything, uh, you know, kind of like an Eckler for the Bears. Um, so so we'll see how that works out. Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst could be the number one tight end this year. I, I'm not even fucking joking. Hayden Hurst is going to be a monster. 
this year. So I really, really like Hayden Hurst. Uh, you know, the, the three defenders guy, defensive guys, love White, love Bush. Um, I don't think their projections really give them, you know, enough justice there. Uh, but on the other side, Aaron Rodgers against Minnesota, it worries me because Minnesota has put a lot of stock in these young DBs besides Harrison Smith and also just lost to Al Hunter. So it's like Minnesota is supposed to be a monster defense, bringing over the dude from, uh, from Jacksonville, but he just hasn't gotten a lot of practice in. So we'll just have to, I'm worried about Rodgers. Um, and I'm worried about Burrow too. I'm not worried about Burrow to Green. I'm worried about Burrow to Boyd. I'm worried about Burrow to uh, Mixon. I'm worried about Burrow, you know, over the middle of the field. Uh, I'm, I'm just worried about Burrow in general. Not worried about Odell Beckham. I mean, you, we, we saw Brad wanted to trade him earlier today. Brad never wants to trade, but he did offer a trade. I don't know what ended up like that, but obviously nobody traded for him. Uh, Gallup, love Gallup, so I'm a little afraid of that. Afraid of Kamara. I'm afraid of Taylor. It's like a scary team. Okay? Yes, yes. Don't get me wrong. That is why I ranked Brad's team as second best in the league. I think he's just got a scary team overall. But this week, I think I can edge him out with Rivers, uh, Eckler, Hurst, solid defense, and obviously Mahomes, you know, uh, and Ridley do some work. Uh, you know, I just need a few uh, pitfalls for him. Am I 100% confident? No, I'm not, but I'm definitely picking myself. I think, I think you're going to know your game. If Mahomes doesn't score near 40 or around 40, you're not going to win. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, 35, I, I still have 25, I still have confidence. I, I think Rivers has I mean, a great week. I mean, you never know. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah, anything could happen. All right, let's. We got through these matchups. We got through these matchups. Let's. Uh, we're gonna go with a week one steaming hot takes. Jetty, give me your steaming hot take from week one. I think there are currently five top three, like top uh, first three, third round picks next year out there as free agents right now first round no first three rounds first picks. three round picks as free agents right now right now right now i think they're out there after week one to week three we'll we'll know who they are basically mm -hmm. and we'll people they'll be rostered interesting interesting that is very interesting that is a hot take uh here's my hot take i think not three, but four people get rushing touchdowns in Baltimore week one. Four, I think it's rushing, four different rushing touchdowns for four different people week one against Cleveland from Baltimore. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, they, not Cleveland's got not, a tough friend. Yeah, I just, I honestly think that this Baltimore defense is going to push them back. And uh, they're going to try to control the clock. When they try to control the clock, they're going to, uh, you know, use Ingram, use Dobbins, use Edwards, use Lamar, I don't, you know, whoever else they got back there. Fullbacks, tight ends, I don't know, fuck. Four people are going to get rushing touchdowns for Baltimore this week. So, enough hot takes. Hot take. Moving hot on take. here. Yeah. All right. Let, let's go to week one sleepers, unowned people. Can you give me? Uh, somebody that's not owned that you think is going to perform well week one. I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon. Green Bay. I think the sleeper, he's out there just uh, chilling on the waiver. Uh, I think he'll, he'll be owned uh, by halftime of uh, the new games. So this is one of those guys that you were talking about that, uh, that may be a first three-pick kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. You, know, you, never, you never know. I heard some good things, read some good things out of camp, and it seems like uh, they're going in much more of a running kind of uh, – Offense, so he's, he could be a prime for a good year. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with. You got any yes? I'm going to go with uh, Joshua Kelly for the Chargers as they uh, the second punch of the one-two punch with Eckler. Um, obviously, I I love him. Uh, I would have picked him up. I have Eckler. It's not really going to work out. Um, but I think Kelly might get one, maybe two touchdowns this week uh, on the ground against in in Cincinnati. Uh, if you're looking for a running back. I'm telling you, this is going to be a guy to own, not only now, 
but in the future. We saw it last year with Melvin Gordon. Uh, these guys are one-two punches. They're, Eckler's not going to get, you know, the majority of work on the ground. Somebody else is, um, and I think that's going to be Joshua Kelly, and I think he's going to put up some damn good points here in week one. So uh, just something to watch out for. Um, all right, so we got our week one sleepers out of the way. Here's what I want for you, from you, Shedding. I want a 2020 MVP. I want an offensive rookie of the year. I want a Super Bowl matchup, and I want a Super Bowl champ for this upcoming football year. There you go. My 2020 MVP going to Patrick Mahomes. Because if he stays healthy, I can't imagine anybody having a better year than him. Offensive rookie of the year being Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts running back. Obviously, I think he's going to have a really good year. Their offensive line is amazing. And if Rivers is smart, he'll hand the ball off to him. And then uh, Super Bowl matchup, I've got the New Orleans Saints versus the Pittsburgh Steelers with the Steelers winning. What do you got on that front? All right, 2020 MVP, we agree on that. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. I think this is the third year in a row that I have the MVP on my fantasy team. Um, I think you're correct. I think Patrick Mahomes uh, is tough to bet against. Right now, he's 3-1. to one. Out of all the NFL players, he's 3-1 to one odds um, for it to win the, the award. So it's hard, really hard to bet against him. Um, offensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I think... Uh, the Bengals could be a borderline playoff team with these expanded playoffs. And I think if they are, uh, it's going to be on the back of Burrow. And it's really hard to pick a running back, even if they have a, a really good year, uh, over somebody who leads their team to the playoffs in his first year in the NFL. So I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Uh, Super Bowl matchup. I am going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs against the New Orleans Saints. I think it's a dream matchup uh, for Drew Brees, thinking he can win it and then retire and ride off in the sunset, but he loses to the Chiefs. Chiefs go back to back, uh, and Saints are now in flux in the offseason, seeing whether Drew Brees comes back to make another run or not. So, yeah. I know. Crazy, right? All right. I like it. We actually agreed on out of that. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Um, last but not least, I want you to give me uh, this is our gambling corner. Give me one good bet for tomorrow and one good bet for the weekend. Um, you know, I think my sh- for sure bet for tomorrow would be that Kelsey's going to get a touchdown. Mahomes to Kelsey, that's going to be, I think that's like a for sure bet. And then my for sure game for the weekend, my only lock was a lot of games. I mean, I think you think it could be closer than people think, but my lock is actually Tennessee over Denver. Really? Yeah, I think that. On Monday night? Yeah, I think that uh, Derrick Henry is just going to run all over that defense. And uh, until, until we see him slow down, which I think will happen at some point, but I don't think it's going to be week one versus Denver. So. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, my best bet of the weekend is, or for tomorrow, um, is going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes completions. I believe right now it's at 24 and a half. Uh, no matter what happens, whether they're ahead or behind, Ovi knows the only way they're going to stay in this game or win this game is if they keep throwing. Even if we go up by two touchdowns, even if we go up by 10, they will still throw the ball. They'll never stop throwing. If they're playing from behind, they'll definitely never stop throwing. So just above that point in completions for Deshaun Watson, I think that's a, a good bet. For the weekend, uh, let's see if they've changed the over-under on that, uh, that night game between the Uh, Cowboys and uh, Rams. I've talked about it. I think this is going to be the the high scoring game of the week. It's going to give us Sunday night fireworks uh, to open up this stadium. SoFi, uh, you know, that we've all seen on Hard Knocks, which by the way, did you watch that episode last night? I think there was one last episode last night. 
Oh, I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to watch it tonight. Um, let me see here. Give me one second. Uh, the game of the week is at fifty-two. Let's go over on fifty-two. Uh, fifty-two is a low number. I think again. I think uh, both these teams score in the thirties. So give me the over on the Cowboys and Rams. Uh, Y'all will definitely enjoy that Sunday night at Lance's. So yeah, I, I have to agree. I have to disagree. Every every time I've gone over there for a big Cowboys game, it's like they're in, they're in prime time. The Cowboys do terrible, and they're all just like, oh, and I'm like, I'm really sorry, guys. One second shot. <laughs> it's it's it like it's without fail. So like it's like, and I feel bad. I'm like, I wish you guys played at noon more often or something. Like you probably do better. It's just, and maybe, and I have been hearing about other sports like certain players are doing better without the crowds. So it's like maybe maybe they'll do better without the crowds. So that could be a big thing too. So um, you never know. It's it's a different season, you know. So it's. Uh, I, I, there's always a chance. I just, I'm a betting man and I'm not betting. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, anyway, that's, uh, that's all we I'm have for, for this it. week. I'm rooting for him too. I'm rooting for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, I hope they do well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all we have for this week. Uh, thanks guys for listening. We're pumped. I hope you guys are pumped. Uh, I'll see you guys next Tuesday morning for the Tuesday quarterback. You guys stay safe. Have fun tomorrow night and good luck to everybody. Let's go! In the